1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, Todd Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. where every single Friday, including this Friday, Christmas Eve, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And, guys, it's Christmas. I'm in the giving mood, the giving spirit. So I'm going to give you another podcast on Friday as long as you give me those questions, so either at me or DM me, but first make sure to follow me on Twitter and thank you so much to everyone who's been supportive of the show throughout the season. We have our weekly newsletter that we get from our fearless leader, David Locke, who started the Locked On Podcast Network. Get it because his last name is Locked. Well, technically it's not Lock, but either way, he uh, is the play-by-play voice for the Utah Jazz. Their radio network does a fantastic job covering that team but also having put the network together and he sends us out every week on Mondays a weekly newsletter and that's when I tell you hey we had really good numbers last week our largest week ever or with a podcast of the week or whatnot and we are one of the highest growth podcasts or biggest largest growth podcasts for the NFL channels this year so thank you guys so much for all the support And for supporting the show. I also want to apologize because on Sunday or Monday, whenever you listen to the reaction podcast to the loss to the Buffalo Bills, I was out of it. I was tired. I was uh, maybe a little bit more than that after a busy weekend at Christmas parties on Friday and Saturday night. Either way, I was just so sick of talking about this football team. And I am sick of talking about this football team. I do it five times a week and more than that. So they have consumed my life. And I enjoy every minute of it, even when I hate doing it. But I enjoy talking to you, and I enjoy the relationship that we have here, even if I don't know you. We have people who listen, who live in Brazil, who live in Canada, all on both coasts of Canada, who live in England, in Scotland, and I'm sure other parts of the world. If you don't live in the United States of America and you listen to the show, please feel free to tweet at me and let me know where you live, because I just want to thank you for tuning in every single day if you do or whenever you do, because it means a lot. And, man... I wish that we had more to talk about that was positive because we just don't have that here with the Carolina Panthers. And that is really my key frustration. We have spent the last 24 hours, at least I've seen on the limited amount of time I've spent on Twitter in the limited amount of time spent on Twitter that people are mad as hell about a fourth and one call from the first quarter of Sunday's game. I get the context of it though at the time, None of us understood why the Carolina Panthers were throwing the football there on 4th and 1 when you have Cameron Jarrell Newton as your quarterback. Run him on 4th and 1. He's the best short yardage quarterback and threat in the NFL over the last decade plus. Why not give him the football in that situation? According to Matt Rule, who was asked about it, that was the first question he was asked by Will Kunkel of Fox 46 here locally in Charlotte after the game. Matt Rule said on Sunday that Cam Newton made the wrong read by throwing the football out to Robbie Anderson. So what Cam was supposed to do was hand the football off, where then it would have been a first down. Upon further review when asked about it, again, the first thing was asked on Monday uh, in his day after press conference by Jonathan Alexander of the Charlotte Observer. Then a follow up from Joe Person of the Athletic was asking just about whether Cam made the wrong read because a lot of people made a great deal about Matt Rule having the audacity to say that Cameron Jarrell or Newton ever did anything wrong on the football field. That does not exist. That's not a lot to be said here in Carolina. I understand the rules of engagement that we have here when it comes to Cam and this team, and I love Cam just like y'all, but I'm not going to sit here and blindly protect any of these guys, especially if they make a wrong decision. And part of the press conference, which largely – are fairly useless most of the times. You want to at least get the truth and get some answers. And if the truth is that Cam made the wrong play, then yeah, I would like to know that while we're evaluating it and we're all mad about why are they throwing the football in that situation, to run the ball of Cam. Upon further review, Matt Rule understands why Cam Newton made that read out to try and throw the screen ball to um the screen pass to Robbie Anderson. Still didn't love it. Jeff Nixon, who's now the OC, also felt like they should have had a better play call. Matt Rule then again went on to say that they've had success with that same read option or zone read or whatever the hell it is, and they've scored touchdowns in the past couple weeks with Cam at quarterback on that play. Here's what I'm looking at with this situation, though, because it's not really about the fourth and one. It's about Matt Rule throwing his players under the bus. That's why people are upset, right? And I will say this, if it were anyone else, y'all would not care. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Let's keep it a buck. I try to be honest with you. I want to hear your honesty. If I think y'all are being crazy, I'm going to say if you think I'm being an idiot. I want you guys to tell me that. But, you know, be respectful about it, of course. I think people are maybe going a little bit too overboard here, getting mad as hell if Matt Rule over him saying what he said about Cam and whether Cam made the wrong read or not. Because he still doesn't want to question the play call. Nixon's doing that, not Matt Rule. But the main issue is that Matt Rule said that Cam Newton, who came here to try and save the season, which obviously is not working and has not worked and will not work. Cam sacrificed, I don't know really what he's sacrificing other than his body right now, which he's done more than he ever needed to for this organization and his fan base. It's been very thankless, especially when David Tepper took over and then when Matt Rule became the head coach, they told him to get the hell out of here. They sent him packing when Cam wanted to stay here and wanted to help his team. The love for the Carolina Panthers and the city of Charlotte is why Cam Newton decided to come back and play. Also, I'm sure he also wanted to play football, and this was the only other option that he had. All that being said, I don't love Matt Rule going out there and necessarily, I don't know if you can say throwing Cam Newton under the bus, but most times when Matt Rule is asked about a specific play in a game, he says he wants to see the film. But this time, he didn't say, I want to see the film, which is odd to me. When asked constantly about Sam Darnold and his struggles, we never really heard Matt Rule go out there and talk about how Sam Darnold was terrible. When asked about the offensive line and their struggles, Matt Rule typically needs to see the film. If this was Cam Irving who he's trashing, not saying he's necessarily trashy, but this was Cam Irving who was openly criticizing or Sam Darnold. No one would have a problem. But because it's Cam Newton, people are mad as hell, and rightfully so. It's been a trend. We saw it last year with Teddy Bridgewater, where Matt Rule said glowing things about Teddy, but once things kind of went a little bit sideways there, not as sideways as they've gone this year at the quarterback position for the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule had no problem basically just referring to Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. Not even saying his name. He would say Sam Darnold's name, but he would never say Cam Newton's name yesterday. He said the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback play needs to be better. The passing game, the quarterback can't hold on to the ball too long, all that. Just the quarterback. Not saying Cam, when Cam's the only quarterback who played on Sunday afternoon. Now, Matt Rule will go out there, and he'll also have the quote, and let me pull it up here, it's very long, how much he appreciates Cam and saying, I have absolutely respected, appreciated, and loved every second that Cam's been here. He works as hard as someone could work. All he ever says to me is, hey, keep coaching me. He wants accountability. He wants to help the team win. So I've enjoyed every second of having him here. I'm looking forward to seeing him today. He and I usually sit down each Tuesday one-on-one for an hour or so and just talk. I've learned so much from him. I hate that we haven't been able to get a win for him while, he was, while he's been here. I thought he played well enough in the Washington game for us to win. I thought defensively we didn't play quite well enough in that game. But I, I do know that Cam leaves it on the line every time he goes out there, and I do know that Cam prepares at a high level every week, and you can learn a lot about somebody and their true character. For everything people might think they know about Cam Newton, you can learn a lot about who he is as a person, as a man, as a competitor these last four games. There hasn't been one moment. He hasn't been one, sorry, there hasn't been one moment, hasn't been one moment, okay, that's a really bad, how whoever wrote this, where he's been pointing a finger at someone else, not one, one moment where he doesn't say to me, hey, coach, get after me, the 0-4 or whatever, I'm just worried about this week. I'd love for us to get a win against a great Buccaneers team this week, and we'll go back to the process of coming up with playing plan and yada, yada, yada. So he says he respects Cam and all that kind of stuff, and I don't think he's lying to us. I don't think that at all. I just don't understand why he's more open to say what he said about Cam being wrong on Sunday than he was ever about Sam Darnold. And that kind of goes back to the larger question of, did Matt Rule even really want Cam Newton here in Carolina in the first place? Did he? Because Matt Rule addressed it to us that he was the one who reached out to Cam Newton. No, he was not the first one to reach out to Cam Newton. It was actually Scott Fitterer, the general manager, who first reached out to Cam Newton to bring him back here to Charlotte. And there was actually discussions two weeks prior, according to people I've spoken to, about Cam Newton potentially coming back to Charlotte and whether it could work and whether PR-wise and then potentially another painful breakup-wise, if it made sense for the Carolina Panthers to do that. They did their due diligence. But it was not Matt Rule who was spearheading bringing Cam Newton back to Carolina. It was more Scott Fitterer and David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, who spearheaded bringing back Cam Newton to Carolina to be the Panthers quarterback while Sam Darnold was on IR. And when I say while wow, Sam Darnold on IR, let's not get it twisted. Matt Rule's fixing to go right back to Sam Darnold. All the comments that he said over the last couple of days makes it seem like he's ready to go back to Sam Darnold. We'll get into more of that discussion and more about what he said about Cam on Monday and on Sunday here in just a moment. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because of Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power too, and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer slash coverage is not available everywhere or for all phones. Last networks. See boostmobile.com for more details. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. It wasn't just that Matt Rule mentioned that fourth and one call that didn't really matter. The Panthers aren't a good football team. They weren't beating Buffalo on Sunday, so we're getting pretty worked up about that play, but it's not necessarily the play. I understand why people are upset. It's because Matt Rule decided that he was going to go out on a limb, and it's not really out on a limb. It's not the first time he's ever done this, but he's going to go out there and... Uh, Criticize a player in Cam Newton who is coming into a situation where the offensive line is among the worst, if not the worst in football. He has no Christian McCaffrey. Um, Robbie Anderson's played better the last two weeks. But really, it's been DJ Moore, and that's it all season long at wide receiver. There's not a great number three wide receiver option. I do give credit to Brandon Zilstra for stepping up the last couple weeks at wide receiver as wide receiver number three, and also kicking um, yesterday as Zane Gonzalez, who's likely looks like he's probably going to be out the rest of the season with what is a significant calf strain. um, And they're trying out kickers, so we'll see who'll be the next kicker, the fourth kicker of the season for the Carolina Panthers, if we want to count Joey Sly back in the preseason, which is an unfortunate situation after Gonzalez had made what 17 straight field goals, and that had been a position of strength when it was a major question mark going into the season and into the off season. So a ton of credit to Zane Gonzalez. Hate to see him go down. And hate that for the Carolina Panthers in the final three weeks as they got Tampa twice, and then they have New Orleans at the Superdome um, in a, what, next week. And they just came off a very good win at Tampa Bay on Sunday night. So that makes it even uh, less realistic that the Carolina Panthers are able to get another win to close out the season here. And we'll get into... What that means for Matt Rule even more in just a minute, but um, yeah, just the play call, whatever. But Cam is coming in this situation, bad offensive line, really not a ton of weapons out there for him, and not the ones that, and really none other than DJ Moore that had been consistent this season. And DJ's production has gone down over the last couple of weeks, but that's because of quarterback play. Like Cam Newton has come here, and he never had to say yes to this job. They're paying him money to be here. He's not doing this for free. He's not doing this out of the goodness of his heart. As much as he loves the community, loves Charlotte, and loves Panthers, he's not just going to come here and help Matt Rule out and help this organization out just because, you know, he feels like doing it. He, there's going to be some competition, comes compensation. This is a business after all. But for Cam to do that, no one wants to hear anything negative about Cam Newton and his return to the Carolina Panthers, even though the reality of the situation is, tells you that outside of the Washington game, he really hasn't played that well. The passing game stinks. It stunk all year. Sam Darnold had made history by having three consecutive 300-yard passing games that had never happened in Carolina Panthers history, which is kind of crazy when you think about Jake DeLone being here before and, of course, Cam Newton, the big-time numbers that he put up his first two games as a Carolina Panther quarterback, threw for over 400 yards, and he never had three consecutive 300-yard-plus passing games. Like, it's, it's odd to think that. But Sam Darwin's the only Carolina Panthers quarterback who's ever done that, and the Carolina Panthers, as I mentioned to you um, on yesterday's show, have yet to ha- have not had a 300 plus pa- yard passing game since they played the Minnesota Vikings ten weeks ago. And in the NFL today, that's unacceptable. You cannot sit here and grind out games by trying to run the football. Matt Rule only says they want to run the football because they don't have an elite passing game, and the quarterback play and the offensive line play has been utter. I can't say the word I want to say, but it's been horrible. It's just been bad all season long, and Cam Newton coming in has not fixed that. Do the Carolina Panthers have a Cam Newton problem? No, obviously they don't. There's plenty of other factors to why the Carolina Panthers are 5-9 and nine this season outside of Cam, but has Cam come in here, excuse me, and elevated the team? No. So we just got to accept that situation, and from someone I've spoke to on Friday night who would know Cam Newton is Probably not going to be back next year. And I only say probably because I just don't want to listen to the crap storm if I say he's not going to be back because I just don't have the energy for it. But he's just get yourself prepared for Cam Newton not to be the quarterback here in Carolina. On Sunday afternoon, it's the holiday season. It's Christmas. Hopefully, you get Christmas presents where the tickets are probably pretty cheap. But that might be the last time you ever see Cameron Jarrell Newton play in a Carolina Panthers uniform at Bank of America Stadium. We didn't think that a couple years ago, back in 2019, that Thursday evening was going to be the last time we'd see him against Tampa Bay. Well, I guess, yeah, man, damn, coincidentally, it would be against Tampa Bay again at home that that could be the last time you ever see Cam Newton in a Panthers uniform. But if you can go to the game on Sunday, I would tell you to go seriously, because I I don't think that we're going to get to see much of Cam and we might not even get to really see Cam play on Sunday. Matt Rule is, he's barking up the wrong tree here, folks. He is going to do something where he already alienated most of the fan base. Y'all already, I mean, I don't know. My, I can't even say most, but the uh, the sickos on Twitter, and I'm a sicko too, so I'm not, I'm not sitting here disparaging anybody, folks. Y'all are pretty mad. And folks are, a lot of people, at least on Twitter, that faction of the Panthers fan base, and the vast majority of Panther fans are not on Twitter.com. And none of y'all need to go up there. If you're not on Twitter.com, don't ever don't ever go on that website. It's a terrible place. It's also an amazing place. I love it. I hate it all at the same time. But it's toxic, especially within this Carolina Panthers fan base and community over the last two months. Really, the whole – every day, 365, and next year, 366, 24-7. It's just – it can be a wasteland of just disgusting takes and just blind homerism and also – Great fellowship and love, but also a ton of hatred, especially directed towards Matt Rule right now and the offensive line. But Matt Rule looks like he is ready to bring back Sam Darnold. That's what it looks like to me. When he was asked on Sunday about can Sam Darnold help the passing game, Matt Rule didn't want to answer the question. He said again on Monday, I'm not going to talk about hypotheticals. we got to get Sam in here uh, uh, later on this afternoon and see what he looks like medically, and if he's clear to practice, and he'll practice. If Sam Darnold is clear to practice this week, he will start on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe that without a doubt um, in my mind. Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback if he is available. Matt Rule does not want to play Cam Newton anymore. He's has made it very clear. You saw them jawing at each other. At least Matt Rule had something to say to Cam, and Cam looked back at him after that fourth and one. Matt Rule didn't want Cam Newton. It's obvious. He didn't want to do this. He didn't want him when he first came back, and that's why I was saying to y'all, it doesn't make any sense to me that they would bring back Cam Newton when Matt Rule didn't want him in the first place, and now they're going to bring him back this year? So that's why I didn't think it was going to happen. Matt Rule doesn't want Cam Newton. He wants Sam Donald, I guess. At least that's what he landed on when David Tepper said, get this Bridgewater cat out of my city, off my team. Sam Darnold's starting on Sunday, if he's healthy, if he's ready to go. He's going to start at some point. He might not start this Sunday, but he'll be starting the Superdome. and He'll be starting down there uh, in, at Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium. He will start again this season. When, he is a veg, when he's available, when he's ready to go, Cam Newton, back to the bench. Sammy D, get in there. That's what's going to happen. And if Matt Rule does that, it's going to be real hard to rock with this dude. And I'm not even saying like I'm rocking with him now. I'm just sitting here on principle of people need to be more patient. That we can't be sitting here firing dudes after, like coach after coach. Because what gives you any confidence that that guy, David Tepper, even knows how to find a good football coach? He looks, I'm telling I made the Jimmy Haslam comparison. I smell a lot of Jimmy Haslam in this dude right now. And it took a long time for Jimmy Haslam to land on Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield or whatever. You know, I don't know what the deal is in Cleveland. I couldn't care less about what the Browns do or not. I'm just looking at the ownership there and the comparison of him being a former minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers and also the bleep show we've seen up there in Knoxville, Tennessee, the last decade plus with the University of Tennessee and the role that Jimmy Haslam has to play in that as a booster and too many cooks in the kitchen and how bad his football team's been. And I see that a lot of David Tepper... And Jimmy Haslam, where I see a lot of Jimmy Haslam and David Tepper. And I have no confidence in him. But I have a lot of confidence in that Matt Rule is going to take everybody off in this city, in this fan base, this region, and across the world who loves the Carolina Panthers by starting Sam Darnold, the first opportunity he gets. And if he does that, that would be – I don't even know necessarily it's a mistake because Sam Darnold's the only quarterback who's under contract next year. Cam's not going to be here. So I guess, yeah, it would make more sense in theory to uh, put the guy who's actually your starting quarterback from earlier this season out there on Sunday opposed to the guy that you want to get rid of you don't even want. But PR-wise, bad, 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 bad decision if he does it. And get ready. He's going to do it. And if he does do it, it's really hard to see this situation being tenable for Matt Rule moving forward. I'll get into that here in just a moment. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season continues, it's March towards the playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus From the NBA, the college basketball, the NFL, college football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: If you wanna know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: I told y'all yesterday, I don't care who the coach for the Carolina Panthers is. It does not matter to me at all. I don't care. It it doesn't matter. It could be a Martian for all I care. I just want the team to win. I don't care if Matt Rule comes back next year. It does not matter to me. Matt Rule's going to be fine. Matt Rule has gotten his family generational wealth, whether he fails or succeeds here in Carolina, by way of David Tepper giving him a seven-year, $60 million contract. Congratulations, Matt Rule. You hit the jackpot, whether you're a good coach or a bad coach. And currently, a lot of y'all, at least the ones that are on Twitter, I'm not quite sure if that's everyone, but a lot of people are done with Matt Rule. They want him out. They want a new head coach. They want, I don't know, Jim Caldwell. I saw someone put that out there. Okay, maybe Jim Caldwell will get an opportunity to be a head coach again. I don't know who that who people want. I don't know who's going to be a better coach than Matt Rule. It's all a crapshoot a lot of times, and yeah, I get it. Matt Rule's a college coach. It's a pretty lazy analysis because if Matt Rule was a career guy in the NFL and was doing what he did the last two years – What would your reasoning be for why Matt Rule should be let go then? Hmm? Hmm? Just asking. I said that to my dad on Sunday night. He didn't really have much of an answer, so I assume most of y'all don't have much of an answer either way. But, yes, there is a track record of college coaches coming into the NFL not having success. We do have one right now in Cliff Kingsbury, who's doing a really good job, and then we have the disastrous situation that happened down in Jacksonville that everyone saw happening the day Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, hired Urban Meyer. Duh, that was never going to work. And there's been better college coaches like Steve Spurrier and Nick Saban who have actually won things in college, like a conference championship and a national title, who did not great, but they're better coaches and they didn't have success in the NFL. So what would make anyone believe that Matt Rule would have success in the NFL? But then again, Cliff Kingsbury is doing a pretty good job out there in Arizona, even though they just lost to the Detroit Lions. They're 10-4 and and is anyone really believing that the Arizona Cardinals are actually Super Bowl contenders? Like the best teams in the AFC in the NFC obviously are Green Bay and Tampa. And then I think the Rams and Cowboys are also better than the Cardinals. Like I'm not buying Arizona right now. Whatever. All that being said, though, is it's hard to see this being a tenable situation moving forward with Matt Rule if he's gonna basically alienate the fan base by calling out Cam Newton, whether Cam was right or wrong. But just there's pick your battles, man. Pick your battles. I think about Baker Mayfield up in Cleveland. I know we're back in Cleveland and him a couple weeks ago just talking about he doesn't care about the fans that come there and boo him. He's like those are the same fans who probably make a bunch of noise on offense when we're trying to operate. You never pick a battle with the fans. You never do that. You don't go after your consumer base. That makes no sense. It's a failure for every business. It's like if I came up here and did this podcast and I talk about how everyone who listened to the podcast was an idiot and all that kind of stuff. What what would I gain from doing that? All I'm going to do is lose listeners by doing something like that. And Matt Rule, all he's doing is losing support from at least the fans, the people who pay money and the people he talks about, he wants to give him a product that they're proud of on Sundays and they can go back home and be excited about all he's doing by doing what he did on Sunday, by talking about Cam, whether Cam was wrong, it doesn't matter it does not help his situation when a lot of these folks at least the vocal minority that's on twitter.com wants him gone and it does not help either when we know good and damn well that they're not going to beat Tampa Bay and they're probably not gonna beat New Orleans, and they're likely gonna go five and twelve. And it'd be 10 and 23 through your first 33 games, your first two seasons, is not what anyone, including the owner who hired him, signed up for. And when I saw Trey Boston, former safety for the Carolina Panthers, tweet out how apparently the guys up in Buffalo have this, you know, hashtag would send Rule back to school. And apparently, you know, that's going to be some former Carolina Panther players like F.A. Obata, who had two sacks and had a revenge game um, on Sunday afternoon and closed out that game late in the game. You got to think that maybe that's part of F.A. Obata. You also have to think about Joey Sly and trolling Cam, but really, I think also kind of trolling Rule and Graham Gano and all the things that he had to say about not even getting a chance to kick in front of these guys. like It seems like some past players who've come and gone Carolina have not really been feeling Rule's-ish. And you have to wonder how many guys in that locker room aren't feeling it. Because there's a reason why there's so many Temple and Baylor guys. Matt Rule knew that his style of coaching was going to be an interesting and difficult transition to professional football. And that he was going to have to have some of his guys to help spread the gospel of Matt Rule in that locker room so that guy's bought in. And Shaq Thompson brought this up last year, that he wasn't really feeling what Rule was selling at, at first, and then he kind of came around, and you could see a little bit of signs that this defense especially could be better. And yet, been really good this season over the last couple weeks. They've kind of regressed, but they've also spent a ton of time out there, and the offense has done absolutely nothing to help this team out. There's been no complimentary football at all so far this season with the Carolina Panthers. So I'm not going to ever blame the defense. I don't care. Yeah, they didn't play well enough against Washington. Well, the offense didn't play well enough in like literally every game this season to win. <laughs> so nine times this year, the offense has not played well enough to win. So it's not necessarily, I guess maybe eight times. But so Either way, it's, it's been the offense. That's been the problem so far this season. And they also might have a head coaching problem. And if we see some slippage, they played hard on, on Sunday, but we still see the same undisciplined stuff we've seen all season long. And I said yesterday that you can't grind games out unless you're in the way that Matt Rule is trying to do it, unless you have a really solid running game or you're well coached, like Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's sitting there at 7 6 and 1 and still in a division race in the AFC North. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. But Mike Tomlin, that man can coach. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame, Super Bowl winning head coach. He's winning with a band of Roethlisberger who can't even throw the ball two yards. And he's going out there and winning games right now and beating the Tennessee Titans who don't have Derrick Henry and they don't have uh, A.J. Brown. I think Julio Jones got hurt again. Shocker there. But that's a hell of a win for Pittsburgh. And do you see Matt Rule being able to coach a team to do something like that right now? No, it's hard to see. But again, I talk about that difficult culture and having to have the guys have the buy-in. It takes time. That's why I say, hey, give another offseason, see what happens. But it's starting to feel like, for me especially, someone who is, I'm not a rule defender. I want the guy to do well because I want the Panthers to do well. And if he does well, the Panthers do well. But I am also someone who looks at it practically and thinks that, hey, we need to maybe take a deep breath and stop trying to fire everybody. But man, Matt Rule has a situation right now, when I'm looking at it, that is starting to feel to me that might be a little bit untenable, especially if he's going to continue to call players out. And they're going to continue to lose ball games, especially in the next three weeks. Then what does David Tepper do? To be determined. All right. That's going to wrap up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure again to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Odyssey, and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there. And follow me on Twitter at JulianCouncil where every single Friday, including this Friday, Christmas Eve, my Christmas gift to you, the listener. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, so get those into me now by either adding me or DMing me. But first, make sure to follow me on Twitter. Until then, take care. Be safe. Don't fight each other at the mall, y'all. Come on. I'll talk to you on Wednesday.